The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always with Paul Stewart. How is it going, Paul? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. And how is yourself, my dear? Oh, pretty good. We have a good weekend ahead of us here in Texas. So I'm going to soak up the sun after we uh, wrap up here and, you know, watch a little color. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Robert and Robert and we've literally here in Scotland, <laughs> it's been. We had we had two days of absolute glorious sunshine. Then the following day, it was snow and hailstones. So we basically in Scotland, you get all four parts of weather in one day, essentially. So yeah, it's been crazy over here as well. <laughs> well, that's why it stays so green and pretty over there. So I mean, you gotta checks and balances. <laughs> I know, but I'd rather prefer the Texas seat. To be fair, I do love the I do love the heat. Well, we'll be happy to have you whenever you want to move on over here. I know, just just need get <laughs> just need just need get the ball rolling, pretty much. That's it. Oh yeah. Well, you know, speaking of people that might move here, I mean, <laughs> so obviously, I feel like we beat the. We don't think they're going to take anyone in free agency thing over the head a million times, but. The only reason I find this theory interesting is because I got got yesterday um, on April, or sorry, <laughs> two days ago on April Fool's Day. Um, there was there's so many accounts that um, tweeted on April Fool's Day that Tyron Matthew was like going to the Steelers or going to the Dolphins, and I like I really believed the Dolphins one because I got a push notification for it, and I'm I'm upset about it. I was upset about it. But uh, what are your thoughts uh, on Tyron coming here? I like Tyron. I, li- I love the Honey Badger. I think he's a great, fantastic player. But I realistically, I just do not see the point of him bringing him in because we've got Malik Hooker on the roster. And yeah, and we're, we're, we're probably well likely to maybe address the more safety like hybrid corner safety position some point later on in the draft as well but to bring in a player at Matthew with his type of salary I just don't see that being the case and especially that's been the whole problem 
with free agency with regards to the Cowboys is salary cap. So um, I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I just, you know, the Joneses made the comment of they cleared up all this draft space and or not draft space, uh, cap space. And I'm like, I still, I, you know, I would love a, a sexy free agent signing one time in my life. Um, and this would do it for me because, you know, as an LSU fan, I love uh, Honey Badger. But yeah, I really don't see it happening. Um, <laughs> but a girl can dream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of a bit of a letdown just in the past couple of years. When ha- when has the Cowboys made that sexy free agency <laughs> signing? It's it's quite hard to kind of look back to say who was that last person that we brought in. I mean, I, I, I'm i struggling to even think right now. Brandon Carr, right? Yeah. And that's a long that's time ago. That's not even that sexy. You know, it's not even not it's not it's like it's not even climatic jesus <laughs> yeah i was like that one's more like cute than sexy but you know it, it is what it is we, i think at this point we've determined yeah. um, that's not who they are um it would just be nice you know <laughs> yeah uh but anyhow it's uh hopefully some point in the future we will have that sexy free agency scene and hopefully if if we've got more cap space. (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, You were telling me about, um, speaking of April Fool's Day, there's apparently a fun Twitter account that's like fooling a lot. Uh, It's, well, it's been going on since the start of free agency, but it really took up a notch on April Fool's Day, and it's the Stephen Jones parody account. The reason why it's so funny is because and I'm laughing at our own own fans here, including myself. Like at first, I was like, "No, surely not." Until I actually kind of read that this is a parody account. It's a parody account of Stephen Jones, and whoever is operating it is an absolute genius. Basically, it talks like addressing the nation to say what the Cowboys have done, and some of the comments. Someone could be quite vulgar. Someone could be be way out of touch, but. But just reading some of the comments that I should genuinely believe this is actually Stephen Jones talking to the Cowboys Nation about addressing free agency and stuff like that. You're just like, oh God, this is it's comedy gold. I need to send you the link to it, Meg. It, it is it's just it's it's hilarious. If honestly, yeah, yeah it's just, it's just it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Paul was telling me about that, and I was like, "For I don't know how this hasn't shown up on my timeline, but it hasn't, so I'm going to have a good time looking over that. Um, but it's so funny with the parody accounts these days. One of my dear friends, who's very smart, um, has sent at least two or three times, like, tweets, like, uh, about a big trade with the Cowboys, and it's like Adam Schefter, but like with an extra R or something. So like he kind of missed it. Yeah. Yes. It's like the extra <laughs> digits just make, and, and it's the same profile picture. It makes you think it's the exact same person. <laughs> and you don't question it because it looks, it looks genuine because it's, it's part of your same feed as you normally expect. Yeah. But it's all based, it's, it's all on your Twitter handle. That's all it is. <laughs> I know. That's why like, even when, it, when I like, 
do see Adam Schefter tweets and I do see his like check mark and stuff like that. But I like, I always have to double check, like go to the profile. I have to make sure it's the right follower count, like everything now that I've like seen that go around enough. And you would think that I wouldn't have gotten fooled by all the tyrant tweets yesterday, just knowing that, but still did. <laughs> just, just, just uh, speaking about like the actual Twitter accounts is so, so like this Stephen Jones account, and I don't want to go any more further detail about it, but I'll let you see if it is. But one thing I do need to point out, you know how you have associated website with your Twitter, you can put a website address for your accounts and stuff like that. Instead of DallasCowboys.com, this Stephen Jones account has put DallasCapboys.com on, on this is website. <laughs> I like, I knew that's what you were going to say when you started going down that road and you did not disappoint. <laughs> oh no. Oh, but yeah. It's, it's... I mean, if y'all want to know what our reputation is right now, that, that would be it. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're going downhill, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that also got me this week, and again, LSU related, of course. Um, <laughs> but Mike Tannenbaum had a mock draft where Derek Stingley fell down to 24. Um, and he noted that it was because of injury and, you know, not being consistently um, on a presence on the field um, his last couple of seasons. But um, that got me all jazzed up. I know it's like, again, it's one of those things, it's far-fetched, but like, for example, C.D. Lamb was someone we didn't expect to see fall to us. So is it, do you feel like that's kind of a C.D. Lamb situation? I'm now in that stage now where if Derek Stanley's there at 24, expect the unexpected. I mean, put, put it this way, well, take a different scenario. A couple of years ago when we drafted Travis Frederick, Everyone's talking about, oh, no, sorry, Zach Martin. Sorry, Zach Martin. Um, Johnny Manziel was on the board. Everyone was saying, oh, we're, all the mock drafts have Manziel going to the Cowboys. And he was there, and it just, like, it built that wee bit of a buzz. But now we went a completely different opposite, different direction, where Stingley, it could happen. Lamb, completely, the whole CD Lamb thing, that was just, to me, I think that was just pure luck how he came to our position at number 17 back then. But whereas here at number 24, if Stanley's there, I would not be surprised if Jerry pulls the trigger on that, to be honest. Like, you can't pass up a player like Stanley. You can't pass up on it, especially at 24. Yeah, I mean, just imagine Derek Stingley Jr. and Trayvon Dix. Just imagine. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's... And not just that, you've got, when you've got two corners, like if, if we were to go for Stingley and you've got your two corners and Diggs and Stingley, now you've got your linebacker core consisting of Micah Parsons. The only thing that really needs that uplift now is our defensive line again, which obviously we've had a couple of casualties leaving free agency. We did, we did bring in Dante Fowler, which is good, but we still need to address some, uh, just to bolster that defensive lineup again. And under Dan Quinn, it's going to be scary if that's the case. I mean, all things are coming up Dan Quinn these days. So, like, I won't put it past um, us to get lucky like that. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was listening up to the Riled Up podcast on uh, Blogging the Boys uh, the other day there. And they were kind of saying, it's like, we have more 
confidence with how Dan Quinn utilizes players and his team, but we're not so much confident with how Kellen Moore utilizes his players and under his team. So it just comes to show how much we're so confident about how Dan Quinn operates and can turn unwanted players back up to top form. And we're kind of hoping that may be the case with Dante Fowler, but we just need to see what happens going forward. And then, you know, spot on, like, I mean, Dan Quinn has just brought this aura to our defense right now. It's, it's, it's just, everything's just so positive about it right now. And that's why we call him Swag Daddy Dan around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, so here's what I need to get your opinion on. So um, we had about 30 guys come through for visits um, for the draft. Yes. And we're not going to go through all 30 names. But, like, I need to know who you think, like, stood out to you as, like, a, oh, so it's like that kind of guy. Well, the two biggest names with our two biggest need with our biggest need that stood out have visited is obviously offensive linemen, uh, and that's Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson. That both of them are left guards. It's an absolute need for the Cowboys. So it's nice to see that they're actually making visits. I was gutted not to see my special pick not to be included in that list, unfortunately, which is called Strange. Um, but who knows? They might get a couple. They might get a visit later on. I don't know. But but uh, there is some interesting. Uh, there's quite a lot of offensive tackles on the list that are. I've had uh, a few visits. Well, sorry, when I say a lot, there's only two, which is Josh Edzedzo from North Carolina and Charles Cross from Mississippi State. But with, with Charles Cross, he'll be gone in the top ten. I think he'll be he'll be gone by then. Um, overwhelming. There's quite a lot of defensive linemen and linebackers have been talked to. Um, James Houston from Jackson State, um, Devin Harper from Oklahoma State. Um, who else is there? Let me just look. Obviously, Devin Lloyd from Utah. Like, if Devin Lloyd is at 24, I would be like, you know what, get offensive lineman in the second round and get Devin Lloyd and bolster that linebacker squad, like get the best player available, you know, but, um, and sorry, and I did, I did miss an extra offensive tackle there. There's Benhard Ryman from central Michigan, the, the guy who's been, was born from Austria, then moved over to America and played his college football there. So that's an interesting one. A guy that used to play tight end, trying uh, switched over to play offensive tackle. And he's actually made an absolute kill and he's, he is going to be a first-round draft pick at some point, so that's quite interesting. But also, this is the this is this is one of Brian Broaddus's favorites right now, and that's Cam Juggins, the center from Nebraska. I love Cam Juggins, and I know you too as well, because you yeah, spoke about him during the whole <laughs> the, the the whole combine, the whole combine, man. It was just like so. Juggins is 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 hard to visit. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and final, and I'm just trying to look at all the other type of positions that we've had a couple of tight ends visiting Weidemeyer from Texas AM and uh, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. And 
and there's an upper center called Dawson Deaton from Texas Tech. So the majority of that list, top 30, I would say it's more offensive linemen and D linemen. The only there's only three wide receivers in there, and that's like Drake London, Olave, and Trevon Burks from London from USC, Orla from Ohio State, and Trevor and Traylon Burks from Arkansas. So the rest of it is all offensive linemen, linebacker, and defensive end and O-line. So I think that kind of sends a clear message what our priorities are, and we kind of knew that. So um, from that list, I mean, some of these guys are definitely going to be like day two, day three guys. Um, Some of them, like... Jelani Woods, the tight end for Virginia. Sam Williams from Ole Miss. I don't want to go into that whole ruckus again. Um, <laughs> um, but, but but you get the idea that there is not all first-rounders they're looking at. They're looking at from day one to day two to day three, guys. So it's it's quite a spread-out um, top 30 they've looked into. So, uh, so interesting to see. Um, but... I'm very intrigued with the fact that there are interview a Zion Johnson. I think that to me, I'm still sold on him being our n- number 24 pick. If I'm being perfectly honest, I would love that to be our pick. If I'm Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I would say that Zion is definitely the darling for um, pick number 24. Um, I love, though, like, and so, yeah, keep, definitely keep an eye on this man. Kenyon Green is, like, also another one that you hear, you're going to hear a lot. Um, so, likely, that's what they're going to do. But, you know, I love hearing that Beef Jerky made it out there. Love him. Um, go Huskers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I love that, you know, your boy Sam made it over. So, <laughs> like I said, I don't hate the guy. I just find there was a couple of new things that he needs to work on. That's, that's all I said, and I got absolutely ridiculed for it. So, <laughs> but, but hey, but I'm pretty sure that. But being, but that being said, I'm pretty sure there'll be a, a visits outside of that. That thirty out of those thirty names, uh, some of those names I've mentioned, there'll be, there'll be other names that we'll be visiting in the coming weeks as well. So, um, but it's always good to try and keep a closer, closer, uh, close eye on that and see what happens. Yeah, and keep in mind, I mean, they can pick guys that don't visit here. Like obviously, CD Lamb can visit here. We didn't think we were picking him, so it doesn't mean that's right. Yeah, Chris. Here's uh, here's a wee question then. If like so, the CD Lamb pick is a really good example of players that haven't visited, and we ended up drafting them. Do you really think the whole visits is more of a mind games scenario to other teams thinking, oh, the Cowboys are having a visit with him? Oh, we better pick him ahead, the Cowboys or something like that. But like, do you know if that could be just 
pure mind games from all the front offices with all these visits and stuff like that? I think there can obviously be genuine interest there, but honestly, you make a valid point. I mean, I think there's a little bit of chess that goes on in a lot of these moves. Granted, we saw them absolutely botch the poker game earlier in the year where they were just like, we don't want these guys. And then they got peanuts for them, that being Cooper and Kyle Collins. Um, But, you know, when it comes to the draft, they really do seem to focus. And um, I wouldn't put it past them to really, you know, be really playing their cards right during this process, um, given that they did not play them well earlier. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just do find it very fascinating, just like even from the when Stephen Jones was talking when he was in the for the NFL meetings and stuff like that, just how he kind of talked about the departures of the team and just like I'm not being sold on what he's saying. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, really, Stephen, really, like, and I think we're we're I'm not the only one. Our ARJ even made a couple of tweets, which is kind of like, it just kind of makes no sense what you're kind of saying. Like, you're saying you wanted Cooper, but you don't want him, all that type of stuff. But it's just like, I just, I I find it really hard to what to believe nowadays, especially like what comes from the front office now. Like, it's it's getting to that style, but when it comes to the draft, I, I totally agree. It just seems to be they take more pride in their scouting for yeah. the next up and coming players rather than bringing in players that have already been in the league. So, I, uh, but at the same time, you need experienced players to replace to help these younger players build up. So, I'm just like, it's that weird cycle we're going through. So, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I tend. I've always tended to lean towards the fact that they're smarter about this than me. And I, I obviously don't think I'm GM material here, but like, at least with the, like the free agency stuff, you know, with Cooper and I in particular, um, you know, it's just very obvious that they fudged that up pretty hard. Like, Oh yeah. Cons- yeah. yeah. Big time. <laughs> Considering consider- like, I don't know. I, I think every show on the blog and the boys yeah. uh, have pretty much said the exact same things. Like, uh, Devante went for this. Tyreek Hill went for that. But we got this for Cooper? Come on. You know? Well, because we just kept it's saying like, we didn't want him. I know. And I know. Why? It's... Uh, frustrations, frustrations, but hopefully... I'm still going to be, always remain optimistic. If, if there's one thing we do well, we seem to draft very well, and especially in the most recent years under Will McClay. So I'm very, I'm optimistic. I know we're going to make some really good decisions. I think we will make some good decisions, especially when it comes to the mid-rounds, like the second, third, and fourth rounds. So it'll be interesting to see if there's going to be any pulling magic uh, rabbits out the hat or something like that. We don't know, but it'll be a very, it'll be a very fun. I, I must say, this is going to be one of the drafts. I'm actually think it could go any way at all. Like in terms of priorities and yeah. pull some, uh, like, like even like, again, last year, like we didn't expect to get Jabril Cox in the fourth round. That 
is still mind-boggling to me personally because I would have thought I had Jabril Cox as a second-round grade and he sells, and quite a lot of people had him going for the second round as well, but somehow, some way, he went all the way down to the fourth and we ended up getting him. So it could yeah. be one of those players that it was could be one of those players once again. And that's why it's not super crazy to think that Derek could fall because, you know, yeah, that is exactly it. it goes back to your original first question about oh, Derek Stimley. It's like it's like anything can happen. The the draft is a unknown Pandora's box. Yeah. You literally just don't know what to expect. Like, I mean, I'm not going to bash any other teams, but take Jacksonville. Like, you just don't know. Like, unless you're the first first overall pick, but who in their mind years ago would have thought they would have picked Blake Bolt was at number three years ago? Yeah, you know, like nobody nobody had Blake Bolt was at that high rated at all. But yeah, uh, well, we're obviously we're looking forward to the draft, um, and I'll get over the free agency yep. stuff eventually, just not today. Um, but speaking of someone who is not over it. Uh, Jalen Ramsey had some interesting comments this week. Um, and I'd like to call this his villain origin story. Um, so he says that the Dallas Cowboys lied to him in 2016. And when he was on his visit, um, he was told that if you are on the board at four, we're taking you. Yeah. Yeah, like when you told me that, I was like, that, that, "That is like this is this is literally before we even started recording." I was like, "That is news to me." Okay, so this is a good wee first take. So I'm quite surprised about that, but at the same time, I'm not because that year we were really desperate for a running back. So I'm not. I'm quite surprised that the Cowboys would actually even say that to J- Jalen Ramsey. Like, I think they may have said, "I don't know if there's been a." mixture of co- like the comments have just kind of um, been taken out of context. I think in, if Zeke was taken and he was still on the board, then yeah. they would have picked him. It, it could have been it could have been that scenario. But everybody knew we were going to draft Zeke that year. Everybody knew that. It was either going to be him or Joey Bosa more than anything. I would just well, I would have I mean- said. They certainly, so he actually, he made quite a few comments. Like, I feel like he went into more detail than I would have expected him to about, you know, a team that isn't his team, you know? So he um, did mention that the Cowboys thought that he would be going to the Chargers. Like, they were almost 100% sure that he would be going to the Chargers. But he did grow up a Cowboys fan. And so he, like, kind of dreamed of it. And when you know, the Chargers picked, I forget who, at um, at three, and we were on the board at four. He said he got... Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, Joey Bosa that year. Oh, I think, yeah, I that makes um, But he said um, when it was coming up to the fourth pick and his phone rang and he saw that the uh, area code was 904, which is Jacksonville, he got mad. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, I suppose I suppose that puts a fire under your belly as well. Yeah. As a player, like Jalen, like 
there has been a couple of flaws from Jalen Ramsey. I know we're not, he's not a cowboy and whatever and that. You can say whatever he was, but yeah. he is a very, very good, very, very good player without a shadow of a doubt. He does have some flaws. Like that we saw that during some of the games um, where he was getting absolutely outclassed from some top-class wide receivers. But, but the majority of the time during regular season, he's absolutely fantastic. And that's the reason why he's getting paid all that money to be at the LA Rams now. Like he's now won a Super Bowl now. So um and I think he's I think ever since then he's probably had that chip in his shoulder that's made him a better player. So who knows if, if he was to come to Dallas, would he still be playing with that that chip in his shoulder to prove people wrong? Probably not, because he'd be like, Oh, I'm in with my dream team here. I can just like just take it all in and not play 100 percent or something like that. You know, that might not be the case, but you get what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, me, if, if, I, if it was me as a player, like being a fan of the Cowboys, and I got the opportunity to just to even, well, for me, even just make the practice squad, I'd be in dreamland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but just the, the idea of playing for my favorite team, I'd, I'd be more in shock than, and I'll be like, I'd be more, fr- I think I would be frozen out more yeah. than anything if I was to play for the Cowboys because I'd just be so starstruck the fact that I can't believe I'm here but if I was playing with another team I'd be like I can't believe they completely ditched me they promised me they promised me this and they, you are out there with a vendetta to absolutely annihilate and take out players you know what I mean <laughs> so I completely get that you know yeah um, I mean for Jalen, at least, um, it all has worked out really well. Uh, so, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. So, you know, it took it was a road to get there, but you know, he got there. Um, as for us, you know, it, I still, you know, I'm glad that we have Zeke on the team. I know a lot of people are not, so that's a point of contention. What are your thoughts? Like, just looking at their careers, um, do you think the Cowboys made the right choice? One hundred percent like see yeah like when you really look like i'm not the one for stats and stuff like that but i'm all about team uh contribution zeke is definitely one of the best past like like pass blockers at like uh like just for a running back like in the passing game he gives that that extra level of protection and he's really good at it some of the cut blocks he can perform some of the actual uh like just to fill in the A gap and B gaps for his O-line, he's, he's one of the best. But as the running game, he is a pure powerhouse running back. He's an absolute force. When he gets going, he gets going. But it's just unfortunately with the diminish of our offensive line, that's not been the case. And people are criticizing Zeke's performances compared to Tony Pollard, which I think is quite unfair because they're two completely different running backs. But because... So... When you've got a fully healthy fit, t- 2016 version of our offensive line for Zeke, even now, like who is in his best shit, he's into, he's going into his prime years right now. Mm-hmm. You would expect, you would expect, you would expect more. So, if we can address our offensive line, I'm expecting a big year from Zeke. I really am, and I really hope so. Like, I'm willing to put. M- massive amounts of money on it that he's going to reach out 1100 yards in the next, next season yeah no honestly i i do agree with you um there's so much more to a running back than just you know 
how many yards he can get. Um, it is obviously a big part of it too, but. It's the same with right. It's the same with right receivers, Meg. It's the same yeah. with them. It's like right, right receivers need to block as well for the running game as well. They need to block uh, for in terms of uh, for like opening separate for separation for other right receivers as well. Like you know that there's, there's just so many different things you would never consider. Like even on special teams, like how can a player contribute to special teams and all that type of stuff as well. I'm not saying Zeke or CD Lamb in particular, but I'm just saying in general, like all these all these uh, attributes are always need to be considered. Yeah, no, you're you're so right. And I, I, I'll, bleh, words are hard. Um, I'm with you on, I think that if they are able to, you know, um, fix some of those positions at O-line that he will have a big season and, I'm going to love watching both him and Tony. Um, all right. Well, that's all I have on my end. Is there anything you wanted to uh, rant about real quick before we head out? Oh, no, I'm all good to go. <laughs> if we've, I, think we've, I think we've kind of covered uh, all up to date. And yeah. Perfect. So tell the people where to find you, Paul. Yep. So you can find me at I am peace. Stu at Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. And um, do you have any fun UK Cowboys shows coming up? Uh, so we just did a, sh- a show with Jeff Kavanaugh, uh, which was fun. Uh, we kind of talked about draft prospects uh, within the draft and stuff like that. And we've got a couple of special guests coming up in the following week. Um, I can't remember. Uh, honestly, I am terrible for knowing the guest lists. That's more uh, Mike and Brian's job, pretty much. I'm just there to show up and talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Likely you can figure that out by checking out their, um, you know, their Twitter and all that good stuff. So, but you can find me over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Meg Murray with four R's. Um, you can find everything you need to know about the Dallas Cowboys at bloggingboys.com. Uh, we also have awesome shows coming to you every single day of the week. So uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe at Blogging the Boys wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will see you guys next Sunday. See you later, guys.